If I'm not in control, I'm not safe. Now, this past year and a half has challenged humanity in more ways than one, with control being a massive issue. Join me and Vanessa Petronelli for a real as fuck conversation that will highlight the real pandemic that we're currently facing. And let me tell you, it's not what you think. In this episode, you'll learn the problems that visionaries are facing right now, visionaries just like you. You'll also learn how people on all sides of the discussion are acting out of fear, why terms like conspiracy theorist and sheep are furthering our divide, the importance of understanding what's really motivating you to fight the fight, why the word freedom has now become a trigger word, and how to really help and support humanity now. This is incredibly important to understand. Now, not only is Vanessa my best friend, but she is a leader on a mission, teaching people how to fully embrace their unique gifts and share their divine purpose with the world. She helps conscious leaders, celebrities, and creatives achieve grounded, strategic, results-based transformations, taking their impact and success to the next level. Vanessa is also the creator of the incredible embodied alignment system, which provides the tools, processes, and daily practices to help students experience deeper clarity, intuition, self-awareness, and momentum, both personally and professionally. She supports her clients and students worldwide through her private mentoring programs, retreats, keynote talks, channeling events, and online programs. Her work has been featured in Collective Evolution, Good Morning America, and so much more. This is truly a conversation that you want to listen to. But before we go any further, just a reminder to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download rating and review helps get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. And my new book, Potent Leadership, is coming. All you got to do to get on the wait list is text hashtag book launch to 1781-336-0160. Now it is time to talk about control and the real pandemic with Vanessa Petronelli. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, Thought Leaders, I am back with a returning guest, someone who hasn't been on the show since the first season, which was like four years ago. Um, Someone who's also one of my bestest friends, and I really don't have that many inner circle friends, so that says a lot. Um, Someone that I can jam uh, on aliens, jam with about aliens and 
plant medicine and politics and all the bullshit that's happening in our world. We can basically talk about anything and everything. And it's, we always have like the best conversations. So Vanessa, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to dive into a conversation with you today. Thank you. It's so good to be here again, Ruby. What a nice intro. I really appreciate it. And I can't believe it's been four years since I've been on the show. Like, has I mean, it really been that long? Yeah, it's been like three, three, a little over three years because this is year four of the podcast. And I know I had wow. you on year one. So I know time flies. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like, it. this is like episode number 218. So <laughs> Wow. Like kudos to you for being on episode 218 and holy shit, time has flown. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Time has flown and a lot has happened in our world. And I know that um, we're going to flow in today's conversations just to our listeners and viewers. We're going to flow about the current state of the world and what's taking place and really its impact on us and uh, leaders and humanity and, and perhaps even diving into a little bit of like, what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, V has been someone who has known about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been privy to the agenda of all of this. And it's been interesting observing you as all of this has come to light. Um, Because I know that you went through your own phase of like, well, I told you this was going to happen. And then, (laughs) (laughs) but then also stepping out as a leader and, and really like holding space for the collective while also, but I mean, it's really, I know you feel this too. It's such a battle. We want to hold space for the collective, but at the same time we get impatient and we just want people to like, wake the fuck up. Oh, I know. I hear you. It's so true. It's it's such a, a fine line, isn't it? To be able to do both and to do it well and to do it in a way that, um, you know, there's an inclusivity around that of holding the space for the collective and having compassion for where everyone is and meeting them where they're at. And then there's also this, like you talk about, I have, <laughs> I'm very impatient. That is mm-hmm. one of my absolute soul lessons this lifetime Mm -hmm. is learning to be patient. And I I think especially as visionaries, Mm -hmm. we see beyond the current time Mm -hmm. and it's hard to see where we can go in this trajectory of the the timeline around the awakening piece. Mm -hmm. And then to look at where we are and the current consciousness level on the planet and you know, fit these two realities together, which sometimes they just can't, not Mm -hmm. where we currently are. So yeah, I hear you on that. It is definitely a challenge. (laughs) And I I like how you describe that because that I strongly believe that there are a lot of people going through that timeline aspect right now of like, they, maybe they don't even see what's going to take place. Maybe they weren't privy to the agenda, maybe, but they have this innate knowing that they can't explain. And then there's this discomfort of being here now Hmm. because of the timeline. It's like, you know, your, your, your soul knows where this is going and you're in this timeline in this current present moment of like all full blown 
bullfuckery. Like I, I don't even know what else to call it. Yeah. And it gets hard. Like I know for me, it's really tough and I have to have days where I'm just not online, um, days where I'm not talking to anyone. Sometimes that means days in front of Netflix and just watching funny shows because it can all feel like too much. And I believe that it's important for us to be grounded in the truth of what's happening, but it's also important for us to remain grounded in ourselves because the truth right now is pretty scary and really ugly. Yeah. I, I love that. It's, I go through the exact same thing. I mean, capacity from where I was, let's say in 2019, before all of this started to capacity right now is completely different. And people have to remember, especially leaders who are, you know, we talk about waves of consciousness. Like there's the first waivers, there's the second waivers, there's the third waivers, there's a fourth waivers. And it's a really actually beautiful concept of looking at how consciousness raises on the planet. And oftentimes leaders who are here to really activate, to provoke truth, to be the way showers for others, mm-hmm. we go first, right? We go in the first and second wave, sometimes the third. And, you know, it's, it's so important, I think, for people who are um, in the first and second waves where you really know, like, you know, in your body, maybe you're even talking about, you know, what's happening in the world very outspokenly on your platforms with your, you know, clients or customers, whatever it is that you do, um, to have patience with yourself and compassion for not having as much capacity right now, because being able to know the truth and being able to speak about it, especially in a time where there's so much polarization happening and division, it's exhausting to hold the truth and also hold yourself in the process. And so I've noticed even for me, like capacity has greatly diminished. I mean, there are days, sometimes even weeks where it's like, I have all these things I need to do. And I'm lucky if I can tackle one or two things aside from working with clients, you know, like clients are always a top priority for me with my work, but all the other things, the responsibilities, the to-do list, it's like so many of those things have had to take the back seat. Whereas before I could knock them out, you know, on the designated days that I have that scheduled. So Mm -hmm. I hear you. It's, it's, it's a time where our whole bodies, our whole beings are adjusting to the current state of affairs in the world and to the energy that's, you know, present right now. And it's tough. It's, it's tough being a human being. I think just from my perspective, I don't know Mm -hmm. if you see it this way. I think it's sometimes even tougher when you do know the truth Mm -hmm. and you do see what's happening versus Mm -hmm. maybe being in still that state where you're giving all of your power and attention to outside authorities who are telling you what's happening versus you knowing what's really happening inside of you. Totally. I mean, it's easier to comply, right? I mean, we were trained our entire lives to do so first, um, usually depending on the parenting from our parental figures, those who raised us, depending on religious programming or cultural programming, there's that too. Then we have our school system. We're always taught to, we've always been taught to respect, listen to abide by comply to the authorities. Always, always, always comply to the people in uniform always. Cause they know better than us. They're the experts. And it is a lot easier because you can turn off a 
part of your brain, literally turn off a part of your brain, the part that gets to think critically or question things or be curious and just listen and abide and comply. It's so much harder to do our own research. It's so much harder to question things. It's so much harder to remain curious and remain open and remain open to the possibility that we might be wrong. And also we may not know everything and to know the truth when it is a, a really ugly truth. It's hard. Yeah. And it's easy. You know, I look at, I know we've had private conversations about this, but like looking through our social media feeds and seeing, you know, certain quote unquote influencers, I call them influencers, not leaders because they are influencers, not leaders, um, going about their business as if nothing has happened, like marketing the same, showing up in the same way. Messaging is the same, no acknowledgement whatsoever to the current state of the world. And I can also have compassion for them because I understand why they're doing it. It's from this place of like fear of uncertainty and of just wanting to keep things safe, just wanting to maintain their brand, just wanting to do those things. And I think that that's, um, I know this is something we want to talk about. It's that compassion that is so necessary in our world right now that can be hard for people like you and me to sometimes even feel, but it's so necessary because I, there's no, it seems like there's, there are no conversations happening. It seems like everyone is just yelling on top of each other, trying to prove themselves right or blissfully ignoring what's actually taking place. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. And I think that a lot of this was designed to do that. Mm. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think what First we're of all, seeing- can we just like, let everyone know, like how long you've been in this rabbit hole. <laughs> and actually I don't want to call it a rabbit hole. Cause that's like how they like to pigeonhole us. Right, like, right. Unquote, conspiracy theorists. It's not a rabbit hole. What do we call it? Like a uh, research? Yeah. Yeah. Research. Been- how long have I been wearing my tinfoil hat guys? <laughs> Since you came out of the womb. I know. <laughs> actually it's kind of felt yeah. that way in many ways, but I started going down this rabbit hole around 1920 or early, like late teens, early twenties, I would say. Um, it was, I mean, I've always questioned our world. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest about that. I never, ever thought that something was inherently aligned and right on this planet. Um, and I don't say that from a judgment, but if I say that from more of a felt sense of a knowing when we're talking about the knowing at the beginning of this, it's like, I just knew that something was off. Something didn't feel right. And for me, it was, you know, in my teens, I really started to question like, people are so miserable in their jobs. People, you know, are so excited for the weekend to come and they work five days a week and they have two days off. And I'm like, I get why the system has been set up this way because I've been told that this is the way it is in school or with, you know, my conditioning at home. But why do people comply? Why do people obey to this? Why are people not actually happy with their life? Like, why are they just kind of walking around like zombies complaining about their lives, but they're not actually doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So there, it, it, it was like that initial sort of critical thinking around like, why is the world designed this way? Why is this set up this way? And why are people just falling in line with it? 
And it wasn't until it was a very synchronistic event that happened for me to start getting into this research. Um, and of course, when you're ready, right? Once you're ready as a student, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. And I started to get into that research. And I, I initially, it was extremely depressing. And some people would say, well, you know, why would you bother reading this stuff or researching this stuff if it made you depressed? And it was depressing because it was actually very much aligned with the truth. And it was like, oh, fuck. So the things I have been feeling, I actually have been proven right, not wrong. Right. You know, there's this resonates so deeply for me and holy shit, you know, all those, these years later, all the things that I had researched back then are happening. Mm -hmm. And in this last year, it's happening at an accelerated rate. Mm -hmm. And it's not surprising to me to see this, um, and at the same time, for a lot of people, they're not ready to see it. Mm -hmm. Like they just aren't. And I've had to sit in a lot. Of, I sat in meditation the other night and I asked about this. I have asked God source repeatedly, like, what is going on? Like, mm -hmm. what, what's the game plan, game plan here, God? Like, what, what, what is the outcome to all of this? And a lot of it is around control. Mm. You know, we know that we're being controlled, but it's also mm -hmm. our internal, like our reality is always reflecting internally what's happening. So there's this, this idea of like control and being controlled and the conversations around that. It's also around really shifting paradigms and collapsing the old world and rebuilding a new one. And I, I really do believe that we're in the midst of what we might call an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And apocalypse is not what Hollywood has framed it to be. Apocalypse right. is really a term of like, like it is the end of times, but it's the end of what we've created that when I was a teenager, I was questioning. And I'm yeah. not just talking about going to work five days a week. We have so many systems that are not working. Right. It, but they're not just going to so magically many, disappear. <laughs> right. We have so many illusions that we've been living. Yes. And, um, you know, and, and just for our listeners, just to know, because I don't know if everyone understands this. But like prior to last year, I was open to all of this information, but I didn't fully believe it, nor did I try and research it. And I also was, had a very different view politically, had very different views on our systems. Last year really crumbled the matrix for me and helped me see clearly. And I think, you know, the control thing is really interesting because Yes, there's a lot of control being demonstrated in our world. And it's what's crazy to me is that people think it's crazy to um, compare what's happening today to the Holocaust. Like people think that that's crazy. The propaganda that's being thrown on us today, they think yeah. it's crazy to compare to the propaganda that was being, there is more propaganda being thrown at us today than there was at the during the Holocaust because we have devices in our hands at all times. We are constantly being shown messages, whether we are conscious of it or not. And once you start to, once you set the intention to actually see these things, if you set the intention to see the ways in which you're being controlled, I assure you, you will see that. But I think people fear that so much because it's like you have this perfect image of a life. Everything feels okay. It may not feel great, but you know what to expect. And when you know what to expect, you feel safe. But what happens when 
the reality as you know it isn't the reality that you're living. What happens when you make that realization? It's a massive uh, disintegration of, of the life that you know. And that is scary. And I know f- I met you went through this last year and I'm g- going through it this year is the whole internal control that you mentioned. Like I l- <laughs> am learning really hard this year because spirit just keeps coming down at me <laughs> that anytime I try and control something within myself, anything, even my fucking routine, spirit's like, nope, not going to happen. You need to learn how to not be in control and how to like surrender to the flow. And what I am starting to understand, cause now I'm coming out of that dark night phase is that this is part of the prep because there is going to continue to be a massive disintegration of what we don't know. So the foundation that we stand on is going to continue to feel unstable And we as leaders need to understand what it actually takes to then remain grounded in that without all of these things that we try and use as, as mechanisms for control. I still don't know what that means. (laughs) I'm still Mm -hmm. navigating it, but that's the message that keeps coming up. And I know you went through that last year and I'm curious, well, I'd love for you to kind of share your experience with this battle with internal control and and how loud it is nowadays. I mean, my journey around control and feeling safe and not trusting myself, Mm. not trusting divine intelligence, God's source. I mean, it's, it was there from a very young age. I mean, I've always been very much in control. At least I thought I was right. And I went through the ringer actually talking about plant medicine in my first ayahuasca ceremony in December of 2012. Mm -hmm. And man, was I put through the ultimate journey around that. And it was hard. It was Mm -hmm. painful. But what I was shown is that so much more opens and expands for us. There's so much more increase in terms of what's possible not just for us ourselves internally, but externally, like for, for humanity, when we start to let go of this of thinking of I'm in control of everything. And if I'm not in control, then I'm not safe. Mm. It's so primal, right? This mm-hmm. control piece is such a primal survival type, um, type of instinct for people. Mm-hmm. And when we feel out of control, we don't feel safe. When we feel in control, we feel safer because we think that we're kind of like got everything in order. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, you know, last year was such a big process. I mean, my I, I started to go to go through a big kind of like shamanic death in July of 2019. It was the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And just for the listeners, I'm I'm intuitive and and I channel and I hear. I'm I've got a lot of the clairs developed and open and. I heard you're done with this. And I had thought it was, I was done with what I was doing at the time, which is a lot of media work and um, like being in the media. And I felt there's just like complete completion happening, but actually it was, I was done with that version of myself, the identities, the work I was doing, um, you know, the things I was attaching to still at the time. And it was, it was, I was being invited into a complete dissolution Mm -hmm. of the current identities that I had been really, you know, 
feeling like I was being controlled by or I felt safe in and comfortable in. And I go through many series of cycles like this, but this one has been one of the biggest ones that I've gone through. And it makes a lot of sense as to why it started then, because towards the end of 2019, I knew something big was coming. Like I felt something massive was going to happen on the planet. And um, I was still, even by December, still clamoring. I went to, to Colorado to do this whole, um, you know, intensive experience around planning, planning my, my month, planning my year, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I was clamoring still. I, I mean, when I look back, I'm just even thinking about it in this morning, I, I, in this moment, I can see myself in, even waking up in the middle of the night, freaking out around certain things that were just crumbling in my reality around my work, around my leadership, around my identity of who I was as a, as a human being. And it wasn't until this whole agenda started, and I'm not even going to call it the P word because mm-hmm. it's not that anymore, it really is something completely different. This agenda unfolded in March of 2020. Mm-hmm that I was initiated into this opportunity of actually not springing into action like I would have in the past. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I need to scream from the rooftops what the F is actually happening here and and really tell people. I mean, initially, I think we were all kind of scared. I will openly admit that. We had no idea what the hell was kind of happening. It was a new experience. Like, is it really as deadly as they're, you know, telling us it is? But by April and then May, it was like, something's really off here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is not what it, this is not what it seems to be. And there's a whole plan coming down the pipeline. And instead of actually going into being what I would define as a leader, an active kind of outspoken, visible person talking about, you know, and sharing my thoughts on things, I was actually told, no, you are mm-hmm. going inward. Mm-hmm. You are going through a whole process of surrender. This is not your time to be visible. This is not your time to share your thoughts. This is not your time to keep unrolling people and working. This is your time to rest and find joy in the moment. I'm like mm-hmm. thinking joy, everything in the world is shut down right now. Yes, I guess there's some joy in that, but right. I want to move on. I have things to do. So right. it was just this deeper invitation for me to just let all the entanglements around who I thought I should be or where I thought I should be by this moment, what I should be doing, how I should be showing up, like just letting it all dissolve into this space of nothingness and being safe in the nothingness of knowing that in that, like in the letting go of all that control, I've never felt better about Mm -hmm. myself. I've never felt so much more at ease with my life. Yes. Oh, don't get me wrong. There are days where I really struggle with what's happening. And, you know, I go into the controlling mechanisms because I don't think it's like you practice this one time and it's done. It's a constant evolution of letting go and surrendering and the controlling, you know, aspects of being human and Mm -hmm. and having the ego operate through us, but it's been freeing. Mm Mm-hmm. It was so freeing to look back at last year and be like, oh my God, like last year, yeah, a lot of this is crazy and it really sucks to see what's happening, but this, I'm really at peace with things. Like I actually started to do things that were always on the back burner, or I started to just really slow down and give myself permission to just be with myself and be, you know, more in my body and be more in the moment, you know, instead of focusing on what needs to be done this week or next week or planning, or I got to get this launched and that done, you know, it's like, no, just create the space to just be in this total level of trust that 
everything is, is where it needs to be right now. And this is all occurring for a, a bigger purpose. Mm. And my role right now is not to be the person on the megaphone with hand, you know, signs in my hands protesting on the streets. It's right. meant to be here inward with myself and finding safety within the moment, mm-hmm. the now, because that's all that we have. It really truly is. It's all that we have. Mm, that's such an important reminder um, to find safety in, in the here and now. Because I think, you know, we have kind of like both sides of the spectrum. We've got people who are big time preppers prepping for doomsday. And then we have people who are just living life as usual. Um, And I don't think either are really finding the safety in the present. Like, I think it's great to be, it's smart to be prepared. It's smart to, you know, prepare your home and prepare your lives and just be ready and be informed. Um, but you can do that and be in a, in a fear based mindset. You can do that and still feel at a loss of control, um, and a loss of safety. And it's funny. Cause like when I went to Peru in 2019, my biggest lesson was safety. That was my biggest lesson out of everything, just kind of like kept funneling back to feeling safe. Um, and feeling safe without my partner, feeling safe without things that would normally make me safe, feel safe, like electricity and clean water and um, light. Like I would have to walk around and pitch black at like three, four in the morning when we're done ceremony and, and find my way to my maloka. And it was just, it was such an interesting experience for me to dissolve the illusion of what I thought safety really was and to reconnect the safety within myself, understanding that as long as I am being present and staying present and grounding myself in the present, I am safe, you know? And, and I think that that's such a big lesson for everyone to learn right now, because we're like, this shit is just getting started. It's Mm -hmm. going to get a lot worse before it gets better. You and I know this, we've both been preaching this, like it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And so it's important for us to work within ourselves to create that sense of safety as well as to continue to release control, which God, like, it feels like shit releasing control. I love control. I love being in control of everything. Like (laughs) I am a control freak. I'm just going to like admit it. I love, I love control because it's, it equates to certainty. It equates to Mm -hmm. like, um, safety and, and without that, I mean, I am letting go of control with so many things, my business, not running my business the same, not putting my offers out there with my home life, with my personal life, with my routines, with my workouts, with everything, like just like kind of like disintegrating that sense of control and stepping into, I don't know what, (laughs) which is the hard part. But that I think is the invitation for everyone is to, to be open, to step into the, I don't know what, Yeah, because if we do remain in that state of control, no matter what side you see yourself in, you're kind of feeding into the agenda. Exactly. 
which was the point that we were making earlier around it's been designed this way. Mm-hmm. Let's keep people separated. Let's keep people freaking out regardless of what side they're on. Right. Because people on all sides are freaking out. <laughs> You know, and, and a lot of the freaking out is this projection into a, a potential future, mm-hmm. right? Like people who are like, this is an agenda. I need to prepare for the end of the world. I need to tell everybody about what's going on. There's a fear that if they don't, that we're going to go into a world that we don't want to live in. Right. And people who are on the other side who are like, I believe everything that's happening. I need to make sure that I get this injection. I need to make sure that I'm at home and I'm covering my face with four masks and all of this stuff. It's like safety, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a fear of death. It's a fear of getting or contracting this so-called virus that's invisible in the world that could harm them or harm other people. So it's, it, it's, it's really about looking at where are your intentions coming from? What are you being motivated by? Because I think you can be present and I think you can be sharing your truth. I think you can be speaking about this, but it's in the moment, that's where you know, am I doing this because I'm freaking out? Am I in fear? Because I I feel like I need to shove this information down someone's throat or I need to hide out in my house until all of this goes away. Mm -hmm. What are you being motivated by right now? And, Mm -hmm. you know, control is really rooted in fear most of the time, right? It can be rooted in a lot of fear and the fear of that God doesn't have a plan or God doesn't have my back or I can't take care of myself or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to get sick or I'm going to die, whatever it is. I mean, fear is a part of the controlling mechanisms that we have. And I agree with you. I think we need to be smart. We have our stuff already for a potential, (laughs) you know, (laughs) doomsday kind of experience i've got a lot of rice and lentils at home right now i know we do too (laughs) we have enough rice and canned stuff for like the next 10 years (laughs) and you know i think at the same time it's like here and now one of the things and i will say this that has been so important and i i feel like this is a great takeaway for people and i started to get this kind of I hate that word download, download, but you know, for lack of better description, I got this download in, I think it was December and I had actually written about it. And the focus is on in the present moment, we are creating our future, right? We know this, a lot of us who've been on this path, who've been doing this work, spiritual work, we're creating in every moment. And so we are feeding into this matrix, this collective consciousness what we're seeing into our future with our visions, mm-hmm. with our thoughts, with our beliefs, with our actions, our words, all of it. So if you are somebody who, as a leader who feels like you need to share all of this information, that's great. But what are you doing in your private time? When you're meditating, when you're reflecting on the world that you want to create, what are you visualizing? Mm-hmm. What are you engaging your senses around? What are you imagining is going to happen? the very thing that you're trying to tell people to, um, to wake up about, Mm -hmm. or are you actually informing and then educating people? Like, this is how we can start to create our world because everything starts as energy first, Mm -hmm. all energetic. So what you're focusing on is constantly expanding and is constantly feeding the matrix. It's constantly feeding the collective. So we have to be very cautious now, especially for those of us who have been on this path, who 
practice meditation, visualization, who um, feel like we need to be the way showers of what's happening to, yes, do our due diligence of, of informing people in a way that's respectful, in a way that's honoring mm -hmm. other people, maybe who don't agree with us. And also, what are we focusing on in our our, our everyday moment in the now? Are we imagining a future that is bright, that is beautiful? I mean, so much of this manifestation stuff, right? Like I don't really teach any of that stuff because mm -hmm. that is actually not even rooted in a lot of the stuff that we are promoting here, mm -hmm. light. A lot of it is actually quite dark. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when we talk about manifestation in a personal level, right? We think we imagine ourselves at the end goal or having the thing that we wanna, you know, bring into our life. Well, what about the world? Mm -hmm. What are we focusing on? We need to also think about the collective, not just our own selves. So really coming down to this, what kind of future are you here to create? Mm -hmm. And and where your energy is, if it's in fear, regardless of wherever side you're on, if you're on any side at all, I hate that we even have to describe mm -hmm. that there's a side to this, yeah. but that's the way it looks. That's the way it appears right now in our reality. Um, is it coming from fear or is it coming from love? Is it coming from a place of like really imagining people being free, people, you know, being sovereign, people being empowered and, and really sharing their magnificence? Is it, are you imagining people being abundant and provided for and ultimately safe? What is safety, what does safety look like and feel like without controlling everything? Because there's a whole other paradigm around feeling safe that is beyond the survival patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a program that many humans have yet to really fully tap into, right? Because totally. this is the program that we're running and yeah, it's, it's important to understand also that even though people have been privy to the agenda there, we still don't know how this is going to, uh, roll out. Like we still don't know the impact at the end. Like, what is that going to be? Which means we still have the power to create, design the future that we want for humanity. And I think this is what people are forgetting is like, oh, this is all happened. Let's just doomsday prep. I'm going to go live in Tulum and I'm going to go do this and like all the things. And it's like, but you don't understand, like we still have the power to create something pretty awesome after this. Yes, the plan is rolling through how they want it to roll through, but the impact of the plan is dependent on us. We contribute to that. And I think that's really important for people to understand is that there isn't, we're not leading into a, a finite end result. We are co-creating that end result. So what end result do you want to co-create? What is this next chapter for humanity that you want to step into? How do you want that to look and feel? Let, let's create that. Let's focus on that. Bingo. Spot on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was a, my, I need one of those like buttons where we can do like mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> look at, that's it. Yeah. What's the future you're co-creating guys? <laughs> is it one yeah. of fears or one of like freedom and love and magnificence? Yeah. And not like, and when we say freedom, cause even that word's become triggering to a lot of people. I know it's true. It's, yeah. Like what isn't triggering people? Like Dr. Seuss <laughs> is triggering people. Everything is triggering people. And, and yet what's happening in the world isn't triggering. Anyways, I digress, but 
you know, and when it comes to what you want to co-create for humanity, understand that the people have more power than those who are in power right now. So Mm -hmm. unity as woo woo as it sounds is actually what we want. We want to be able to have conversations with each other. We want to be able to see each other eye to eye. We want to be able to have conversations and not call each other conspiracy theorists or sheep, but really understand that deep down inside, we all want the same damn thing. Yeah. We all want to feel free. You know, some people think that the the passport is going to be what sets them free. Whereas other people understand that life without this jab is what's going to set us free. Life without all these restrictions is what's going to set us free. But at the end of the day, we all want to feel free. Yeah. So anyways, that's what I had to say about that because it's so crazy. Like, I feel like anytime I write the word freedom, people get triggered. And I'm like, since when did that word become a trigger word? Because people are relinquishing their responsibility to look inside of themselves. Well said. And that's why people are so triggered. Yep. It's good. You have to change. You have to do this. You need to do that. You need to behave this way. You, need, you can't speak like that. You mm-hmm. can't talk about those things. It's like, mm-hmm. look at yourself. When you point one finger, there's three coming back at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like I, even I'm in Texas and the mask restriction was lifted. Although a lot of businesses are still holding, uh, choosing to uphold it. And most of the population is choosing to wear it. And the first day that I went out without a mask, I went to the grocery store. I went to a restaurant and both times there was that sense of like, ah, like I feel free. And there was the sense of, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. And I thought that was so interesting to observe within myself because I know it's not something wrong, but this is how deep the brainwashing can go. Right. This is how deep the control goes. Even those who like me, who are outspoken and who are against everything, we still are impacted and influenced by what's taking place. So mm-hmm. I just thought I'd share that because I thought it was so interesting. <laughs> that is. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. I've experienced that within myself too. Mm-hmm. Like, am I doing something wrong? Because you look around and everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we need to understand that asking questions, questioning the narrative, questioning what's happening, um, isn't wrong. Yeah. You know, since when did asking questions become wrong or not? Okay. So yeah, this is the time, quite a time to be alive, quite a time to Mm -hmm. do the work that we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I think, uh, no matter where you're at, you know, coaches, healers, everyone listening, um, we're all going through some shit like internally as well as externally, the collective, what we're experiencing. And it is really quite the time to be alive. It is. I think a lot of us came here specifically for this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I believe that hundred percent. Yeah. Vanessa, thank you so much for diving into this conversation with me. Uh, we can always talk for hours. I mean, <laughs> it's just our, our first time, just 
so everyone knows the first time Vanessa and I met was in Mount Shasta of all places, like the most galactic place in our world. (laughs) And we shared a bed together, um, for a mastermind. And it was like the first, it was just instantaneous sisterhood, I think. Because we could jam about everything. So I hope that listeners and viewers, you enjoyed this conversation and and learned something from it. And Vanessa, why don't you tell everyone how they can connect with you um, if they want to reach out after this podcast? Of course. And thank you for having me back on. I love these conversations. I know we could talk forever on them. Um, And I am excited to talk with you if you want to give some feedback or reach out. Um, Once you've heard this episode, you can find me on Instagram, Vanessa Petronelli. Um, You can find me on Facebook at V Petronelli and on my website, VanessaPetronelli.com. Awesome. So I'm going to have those links and more in the show notes. Vanessa, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Yeah. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us for another episode of today's thought leader, where we're challenging you to activate the leader within make sure you download a few episodes, drop a rating and review as always, and make sure you connect with myself and Vanessa on social media, on all the things. My handle is at I am Ruby. And then make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of today's thought leader.